Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ozone, live from Koreatown. It is the Brothers Millers coming to you for the first time on the Uninterrupted Broadcast Network. How you doing? I am your host, Omar Miller. I'm doing well. How you feel? Feeling great. Feeling great. Tell the people your name, brother. Terry Miller, the icons. There with it is. E. With an E. And with a Z. And yeah. we are riding sideways because that's our tribute to the Golden State Warriors pulling out that dub, which I happen to think was pretty phony. But what can you do? I You'll know, hear me right? speak on it very shortly. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, folks. I want to cover uh, athletes who don't seem to care about whether or not they lose because they end up at the club or in the hotel room with some babes. Um, we got Golden State Warriors, a.k.a. Studio Gangsters. We got uh, D'Antoni in America. Are they the perfect match? A lot of flash, not necessarily so much substance at times. Um, and I want to talk about baseball, best team in baseball, and I want to talk about these rules because John Lester and Joe Madden came out firing about the uh, the slide rule, the home play collision rule, and it seems like it's time now for more people to start speaking on the situation. And, uh, you know, as a, as a baseball player to the heart, I know how I feel about it, and I'm going to let you guys in. I can see how you feel. You like you want to throw up. You need a bucket? Don't give it up. <laughs> but let's get right back to where we, where we started from and where we wanted to be. Last time we talked to you, we were in uh, a couple interesting series still. The Spurs were playing the Rockets. And as predicted by the Icons and Next Victim, Coach Popovich figured out the Dan Tony rocket system fairly quickly after a game one blowout. Yeah, well, everybody was celebrating after that first game. They thought it was over. Yeah, I mean, and it seemed like low-key after you watch the whole series, it's almost as if Popovich just gave them that game to see firsthand exactly what he needed he to do to, exactly. to, to blueprint them for domination. And that's what he did. Spurs end up taking the series 4-1, 4-2. 4-2. Uh, 4-2. Yeah, they took the series 4-2. It felt like 4-1 because the last game they played without Kawhi Leonard. Felt like 4-0. It, it didn't feel like 4-0 because that first blowout didn't taste right. Yeah, but it, it didn't look right for Pop. There was a method to the madness. I mean, I don't know if there's ever a method to getting blown out, but it, he, he flipped it. He made lemonades out of his lemon. Getting blown out ain't a big thing. That's like getting knocked down and not getting up. You know, if you do that, then it's it's big. But he got, they got up. Yeah, they, they got up and they, they dominated. chunked them. And now, now what I want to speak on is how I feel like – what we saw was Coach Popovich, as you feel like is the greatest basketball coach of all time. One of the greatest coaches in coach sports. Period. Period. You know what? I would love to see if they could have a coach-off competition between him and Coach Wooden. Because I think John Wooden is a tremendous coach overall. What about Belichick? I, don't, well, I didn't even bring up Belichick. Well, we're talking Why about greatest coaches. Bring, bring, them up. bring him up. I'm just saying. Have a coach-off. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of rings what would involved they do? with those three guys. That's what, what they, I know. What would they do? What kind of? They would coach. <laughs> they would diagram like a lot of situations. Okay. Either way it goes, what I'm talking about is uh, I think that we saw the, the Coach Popovich come out, dominate the, the Spurs over the Rockets in the sense that he figured out a game plan that works. He took that game plan and applied it straight to the Golden State Warriors, which we saw absolute and total domination for the first half. Yeah. I mean, it was ugly. Even into the third. And everybody's talking ring rust for the Warriors and so excuses, on and so forth. Excuses. I mean, they don't really need an excuse because they pulled out the dub. But at the same time. With Kawhi Leonard going down there, I mean. I mean, it changes the whole, it changes everything. And you know this play with Jaja. Julia, do you think it was? This is what I want to speak After I've done some research on it, I, it might be a little dirty. I mean, what I saw, I wouldn't say that it was dirty. Yeah. The first, the first time Kawhi Leonard, they hurt have his history ankle. though. No, I didn't know that. They speak have on history. it. What's the history? Well, 
Kawhi, when David West was on the squad, I think it was last year. Uh-huh, when he was on the Spurs. He's championship chasing just like Durant. Right. So him and him and Jaja got into it when they played against Dallas, I do believe. And there was a play, actually, what happened was that Kawhi went down, and when Jaja, went, uh, Jaja pulled him down and tried to pull his arm out, sort of like Kelly Olenek did. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. To Kevin Look Love. Look it up, yeah. So he he went down and he actually like armbarred Kawhi when he went down. Ooh. So that's one of the reasons why they got into it later on in the game. And then they've shown a couple other plays where Jaja has been kind of loose with it. And the NBA has a, sp- a specific rule about landing, about going underneath players when they shoot. Now Zaza wears a good size twenty. I he would does, guess. and we've seen him. And he's a giant. He's a giant. He really looks like a modern day Goliath when you see him in person. We saw him in Atlanta when he was uh, just getting started in his career. Man, oh man, that guy was—he's um, he's a huge man. He's a huge dude. That, that guy's a big guy. Yeah, but you have to control yourself. You playing a professional sport. He has to control well, I mean, himself. He, he, knows didn't, the he didn't give him the Draymond. He didn't kick him in the balls or anything. I'm That's even saying, worse. You I, can recover from that ball. That ball sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That Let's talk off. about LeVar Ball in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, YEA. <laughs> but no, no, no. Let's, let's keep it unfocused. So with Zaza, I'm watching the game. The very first time that Kawhi hits the three, he does what a lot of people have seen in rec sports, which is a little feeling myself kind of kind of popping your collar color pop mm-hmm. of a fancy footwork Ali shuffle to reverse, which then in turn had him step on his own man's foot <laughs> on the bench. Right. Now, one of the things and that— the, And the ankle was tender. The ankle was— And everybody <laughs> played at the park. No, you got to put that string tight. You got to put it crazy tight. Like, eh, choke him off. That beef had been pounded. Ooh. It was tender. And Rocky. now— uh, he didn't swipe right. He swiped backwards on Tinder, and it went the wrong way because he he rolled his ankle. You could see he was upset, but he also was kind of like, my bad, because right. I did it myself. And he then tightened up his shoelaces. Now, this brings another point into play, which is one that our mother talks about all the time. My mother is a, a newly minted basketball addict. She can't believe it. You will not. She will not miss a game. Forget about it. And if you if you really want to get under her skin, you go home. You're like, oh, I thought you were watching the game. Dude, what? 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 And so she's uh, she's serious about it. And one of the things that she's noticed, and it's always interesting watching somebody watch something new that you've watched forever because they right. have fresh perspective. So one of the things that she talks about all the time is is she's just amazed at how close players, fans, journalists, photographers are to the court. And this is a she's a crazy avid fan, but she's like, this is gonna get somebody hurt. And we saw the seeds of that with Kawhi doing the Ali shuffle in reverse after he hit the three, which I think put him up 20-25 or something, that then in turn made him step on his own man's foot, who also has to be at least a 15. I think you got to be at least a 15 to be in the NBA. Oh, come on. you gotta, you got to have a giant feet yeah. to get in the NBA. So one thing that's interesting is he does that, he gets hurt. He gets up, shakes it off, walks it off, be a man, tightens up his laces. Now, when I watch this Aja situation, there was a bit of frustration that had already built with the Golden State Warriors. This is what I had seen from them getting blown out. You know, there, there was a, there was some frustration. Kevin Durant looked naked and afraid. Of course, I don't care what anybody says. He, he doesn't look like a champion and a winner in the games. He's a guy that, it, that that's going to take me to another point. But I don't <laughs> take I, you to another space. Take me to another dimension <laughs> that you can only imagine with your mind. No, so uh, 
everybody looked a little nervous except for Steph. Steph didn't look nervous. Steph looked like, look, this is how I play. But I'm Steph loose took with crazy the ball. Bad shots early I take too. bad shots. I throw a bad passes, of, and yeah. people bail me out. And I can. I'm a marksman, and I look cute. so I can. I can pinpoint it. So, uh, so then Jaja challenges a shot. I don't know, man. I've watched it a few times. I didn't feel like he went up under him on purpose. Now, Greg Popovich has just recently come out and yeah. said that he does Came feel out with like Thunderbolt. that. He was real. Now let's 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 uh, let's read to you what Pop had to say because he seemed like he was convinced. You know, play where he took Kawhi down and locked his arm in Dallas and could have broken his arm. Ask David West, his current teammate, how things went when Jaja was playing for Dallas and he and David got into it. And then think about the history he's had and what that means to a team, what happened last night. A totally unnatural closeout that the league has outlawed years ago. You want to know if that lessens our chances or not. We're playing very possibly the best team in the league. And 9.75 people out of 10 would figure the Warriors will beat the Spurs. Well, we've had a pretty damn good season. We played fairly well in the playoffs, and we're up 23 points in the third quarter against Golden State. And Kawhi goes down like that. And you want to know if our chances are less, and you want to know how we feel? That's how we feel. Follow up. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Coach Popovich is awesome. And you know what else I like about him? He's all man. He's a... You know he's a he's a I think a Navy veteran, Army or a Navy veteran. Is he? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's one of the reasons that he feels so confident about speaking out on President Cheeto all the time, mm-hmm. is that he's he's done his service. Um, wow, pop coming strong. <clears throat> and when you do the research, you follow up with that and do your research on that, you'll find out that Jaja is actually dirty. I never knew he was dirty like that. The only thing that I'll say is that in Jaja's defense, an unnatural closeout comes for an unnatural dude. Nobody will accuse Zaza Pachulia of being athletic. There's, it's not that's not you know he's not an athletic well, dude. He said that he's he, an athlete. He, he he lied and he tricked Golden State and the rest of the <laughs> NBA into paying him a, a, to tens of millions of dollars. I think they brought him in just to be an enforcer. Well, they needed to bring somebody in because they traded all of their size to get you know to get Kevin Durant. Yeah, in this case, it works because he's hurt the you know one of the best players in the league. It, definitely, and uh, and now. And honestly, after I've watched everything, I think that he did it on purpose. Wow. What do you guys think? Give us a call. Let us know what you guys think about this Spurs Warriors series and about potentially Zaja Pachulia playing dirty pool. Uh, our number here is 424-254-ZONE. That's 424-254-9663. Step into the O-Zone. You might get played on air. Now, to me, when I'm looking at the situation, mm-hmm. right, Greg Popovich just sold me. He could sell me a, a 79 Pinto for about two Gs. Those things are classics now. And, but yeah. it's still only worth 75 buck and a free toe. Yeah, what about the that, that gas tank, too? Crucial. It's going to explode on you. But he just exploded on the media because you can see how personal this is for Pop. Should be. He had a plan. His plan was working. And then the, the, an alternate plan took place. Now, I'm going to add an alternate conspiracy theory that I know a lot of people agree with me on. Which is? The NBA employed the second gunman on the grassy knoll. In this case, instead of JFK, the mark was Kawhi Leonard. I would give less than a 2% chance that the NBA would have allowed the Spurs to win this series, even them being up 1-0 with Kawhi Leonard. 
Oh, you have to do is still one at their house. They you, still. Oh, you sound so optimistic, like you don't believe that the NBA likes to rig games. I know that. You you know better than I that. I know better than. But so, I'm saying I, I, that I don't the Spurs understand. Didn't get them though. The they, Spurs could have got them. This is past tense. There's no way that you believe I that think they're going to build the high drama though. Now you have the high drama, so now you can actually let the Spurs win. You've got high drama. I don't know. They don't. They they need to let. The, it's not about them letting them win. The Spurs dominated to the tune of 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 absolute and total. Not even the officials could cheat to get them back in that game for the first three quarters of the game. True. That's how much the Spurs were dominating the Warriors. And everybody out there who likes to live in front running Warrior Land. Last night, you saw what should happen to that team when teams play the game the right way for two and a half quarters. Where did this LaMarcus Aldridge go? LaMarcus Aldridge, he showed up. No, he didn't. He showed up for two and a half quarters. And then when Kawhi got hurt, he decided to start fading away from the basket. For some reason, he completely dominated them inside going to the basket. You can't blame that on him, He's the I can't completely blame it on him. Well, it's his ways, yeah, body. But but, but what if about, you go watch the, the shot selection in the fourth quarter? Yeah, but, but all he does is fade away. Yeah, but all he does is fade away. At this point, all the attention is on him. Before you had Kawhi out there, and now all the attention's not on him. That's a big for a guy like him. He doesn't need the attention on him like that. Yeah, that's fine, but I can't give you a pass. What I need you to do is to step up. You showed me you could do that. I showed you because in the first half, you completely dominated. You were unstoppable. Draymond had no answer. Draymond's never going to have an answer for the big man. JaVale had no answer. They didn't even play him. They brought out Pachulia out there who's got the slow feet, and him and his, his slow feet got used. And then all of a sudden the focus goes on the Marcus Aldridge, and he decides I got to do my shimmy shake right and left, and I'll fade away from the basket as opposed to punishing the smaller player. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Well, you Make don't understand, understand that, but why don't you understand where was Paul Gasol? Well, Pau Gasol's game, surprisingly, <laughs> is that. Pau Gasol's game yeah, actually where was he has, has a lot to do. Uh, he was in the concession stand. I stomped. <laughs> they had a nice sale on popcorn. And and Pau he Lee a, loves popcorn. He got, he got him a couple of buckets. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where he went. Um, I, honestly, because you can't put that all on uh, LaMarcus. LaMarcus. No, 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 no. He held his end of the bargain. He did thing. not hold his end of the bargain once you his man got hurt. You want him to close it out. He's not the I man want to, him close to close it, it out. out. He's not that man. And that kid, I was impressed with Simmons. I was impressed with a lot of the young Murray. players that the Spurs had. Murray. And truth be told, they just came, got shook because they lost their, their man. It, and it, but see, that was early enough so that they and they still had a big enough cushion so that I mean, you're talking about with 12 seconds left or whatever, Steph hits that floater. This is not like the game that that no. puts them up by two. It's not like the game was. You they know what I mean? Still didn't like blow them out. They barely won. Still, I'm well. They barely won, but they had to come back from a 25 point deficit. Yeah, but you're talking about one of the best players in the game getting hurt, and that that's what's. No, no, no. That. Hey, listen, I'm not. I'm not negating that. There's no. There's no. You can't make it a big enough point of that, and that's another reason why they're going to get the cakewalk to go to the finals. In my opinion, they will not beat LeBron James. I agree. Or the Neither Cavs. one of those teams. I think everybody could beat LeBron James if they play 10 on 1. You act like they're only playing LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that the Warriors beat the Cavs. I don't see that. And truth be told, we got a big game seven that's about to tip off in about two and a half hours. And I think that that might be uh, a great game. No, they should play it because it's great entertainment. But what it is is it's, a, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for somebody to get hurt. Is what it is, <laughs> really? Because not not in the game seven, but in the subsequent series that the NBA will drag out as long as they humanly can, which is now today is May fifteenth. The finals start June first. Wow. What? Why? Why? 
All of these guys play within a two and a half hour flight of each other. Why NBA? Why? Just admit that you milk us. Just admit it. Just straight off the nipple, milk it. I see it. But my, but my thing. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, we got a caller. Uh, the next victim wants to call in and gloat a little bit about his uh, Spurs prediction. But I, I wanna, I wanna speak on another point. Let's see if we get him on the line. What up? What up? Next victim. Live on the Ozone, ready to gloat about his uh, Greg Popovich prediction of the Spurs over the Rockets. Let me catch you up on the conversation next, Victim. Let me catch you up. All right. We're talking about the Golden State Warriors uh, and their possible exposure that happened last night for those first three quarters. And we're talking about whether or not Zaza Pachulia and his big old feet were accidental or were by purpose. Hit us off. What do you think? They're soft in the middle. Draymond Green is the toughest defender down low. So San Antonio take him to big man camp. If <laughs> LaMarcus Arden can remember that he is a big man. What is I mean, wrong with him? Man, I don't understand. Important, he was a big, big man. Sure. He gets to San Antonio. I guess the state is too big for him to be there. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this, and I just went on a rant right now because for the first two and a half quarters, he punished them little dudes. For the last quarter and a half, he decided he wanted to be the fadeaway king. What is he doing? He wanted to go dirt. He got contagious with, with the followaway. He wanted to do the big man Texas dirt out there. He wanted to do the Texas two-step, known as it in the whiskey. Yeah, it pissed me off because me he too. could have been in fire trouble. Zaza couldn't hold him. They didn't even bring in JaVale McGee because they know he's just an athlete and not a defender. So, LaMarcus should have just been pounding them dudes. He couldn't do no drop step to get to the rim. It's like, come on, man. Like, you the big man. You the, you the premier big man. You in San Antonio. That's what they brought you here for. But a lot of times they got the ball in a bad situation, though. No, he didn't. He got the ball on the block in good situations and decided no, to dribble know. out. No, I saw a couple times he, he got the ball. Maybe maybe a couple times, oh. maybe two times. No. I'm with you. T is talking some other nonsense because trying to give him a bailout package. No, he wanted, he you want to bail out. You want to bail out Wall Street and not Main Street, brother. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. But honestly, you can't put it on him. He's finally showing up and now people want to bash him? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting Don't it on him. Don't run bash brothers. He, this dude, he was in the Bay. He had to go yeah, bash brothers. brothers. <laughs> McGuire could say call. Even Rick, when Rick went deep. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the problem I had was he did exactly what he should have done, what he always should do, which is show people that he's the 300-pound seven-footer that you can't hold. Yeah, but you, haven't you noticed that that was him and Damian Lillard, and now it was Kawhi and him, and you took away Kawhi, so now it was just him? He needs somebody else. He needs a compliment. He's the guy who actually no. needs the guy. He, no, he can't the take game, the light. The game doesn't change. The game don't he's change. Still, but the lights do. He can still do what he needs to do. I now agree. he's getting more because Kawhi is can. not I agree. I, I'm, I'm all the way with you next, Victim, because ultimately – now, I'm not saying that the loss is on him. Don't get that twisted. But what I'm saying is is they still could have pulled out that dub if he would have faded away 50% less. In the fourth quarter, I'm talking about, right. I, honestly, right. at I least 80% of his shots much, were but fadeaways. Still. But why didn't Pop go just all big on him, bring in David Lee – and bring in I mean, you know, it's hard. How can you guys second-guess your favorite coach of all time? No, no, no. I'm not second-guessing him. I said, I'm just wondering why he wouldn't do that. I'm not second-guessing him because I'm sure that he's going to come up with a game plan the next game. And I, I'm I'm looking for a steal. I'm looking for a steal this next game. I think the big just went into to shock zone. They went shockwave because yeah. I, don't, I don't even recall – 
uh, Paul Gasol scoring. And that's when you bring you, – you're not getting no boards. Golden State got so many offensive boards. So Which was a complete points. flip of the first half. Because in the first half, I mean, Golden State couldn't find a rebound to save their lives, defensive or offensive. You win big man package. David Lee was in there. David Lee yeah. had more burn in the first half. Yep, I agree with that. And now I want to I want to go into something else. It, you know, everybody loves the Warriors, and the Warriors are like America's team now. I've always talked about this. I talked about it last year. Talked about it the year before last. The Golden State Warriors are a more palatable team for America. There's a bunch of high yellow light skinned cats that do stuff that you can go do at the park. That is not a statement about, it's not a mean statement. You can take it however you want to take it. But in real life, nobody physically looks like LeBron James or can smash a ball off the top of the, the backboard for to save the, the championship on a right. block. What you can do is go to the park and play games and dribble between your legs and all of that nonsense and shoot the ball from right. half court and throw up air balls. You can do that, and then you can feel like once you hit one out of 20 that you're Steph Curry. You can feel that way. So now I'm looking at the situation, and I've tried to remain unbiased despite the fact that I don't really care for their style of basketball. I do care for their style of basketball, which is a trip, but I don't care for it in the sense that other teams in the NBA complement their style of basketball by not doing what it is that makes their style of basketball ineffective. The fundamentals? Which is to play a fundamental game. By not playing ball the right way. This is just all it comes down to. Just play the game the right way. So, So now my thing is this. I'm seeing... So many studio gangsters on the Golden State Warriors. It drives me mad. It drives me crazy. All of a sudden, KD is a tough guy. Draymond is constantly a tough guy, but he's not a tough guy in the sense that I don't get the feeling Draymond's a fake tough guy. I right. feel like Draymond, Draymond is just he's just yeah he's passionate he's about ball, his game, kicking people in the balls for years. Yeah, now. that's what he does. And Kick but he ball. also but he also gives you triple dubs. So yeah, I came from yeah. on Draymond. Draymond Come is on, man. at this point the best player on their team in my opinion. Um, uh, you know I feel like given the situation with trading KD and so on, trading for KD and so on and so forth, what I'm seeing now is. Man, it's the shot balance that they put up is all messed up. Klay Thompson couldn't hit the bay from from the pier last night. That's your man. Which is amazing because that is my man. I believe in Klay Thompson. I Still to this day, I'd take him. If I had to just take one dude on that team, I would take him over everybody on that over team. Over Draymond. Over Draymond. Over I all of them. can't take him over Draymond. I can because, because Draymond is the undersized big man that in real life should get exposed for being the but undersized big though. man. That's not on Draymond. Draymond, 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 Draymond hustles, man. He so does Clay. Say that again, he's, Victor. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare on any team, so I would take Draymond over Clay if I had to. Perhaps, but my thing is, is that Clay can light you up just as good as anybody in the league. Clay can give you if if, if Clay was the focus, Clay could give you forty a night. I really believe that. Uh, but all that all that aside, now what I see is I see them trying to force Kevin Durant to be the man. And you can see it. He just literally doesn't want it. I don't care what anybody says. It's like how I used to see it with LeBron before LeBron realized that he was the best player in the world. He doesn't want that shot. He'll take it. He'll take that shot. But if you notice, Kevin Durant started hitting shots when other people start hitting shots. Well, he has to be in a comfortable situation for him to start lighting it up, really. Usually, you don't want him to be under the gun. He's not that yeah, guy who, no. who who can take it under the gun. I don't think so. And Steph is, Steph looking for is the ball. that guy. Steph is looking for the ball. Yeah. And you have to appreciate yeah. that. And, and what it made me think about, and I want to get both of you guys' take on this, is to me, 
What's been revealed out of that Oklahoma City team that has now, you know, departed, everybody's parted ways from that original squad. You know what? James Harden disappeared in the series against the Spurs. He got shut down and he completely disappeared. Kevin Durant disappeared last year after being up 3-1 and realistically looked like he wanted to disappear last night until Steph Curry reminded him that, no, no, we're the champs. Don't worry, we got it. And then he became gangster. And all of a sudden he became a thug. He's talking in people's faces. It's unbelievable to me. The guy's got to weigh 140 pounds and 7 feet tall. It's just unbelievable to me. Now, to me, of those three guys, Russell Westbrook is the only alpha that's out there. Of those three dudes that were on... Okay, see. I would have to agree. It's a trip to me to see because what James Harden has showed us is James Harden is actually like the B out, guy. He like to hang out at the strip club. He showed us that early <laughs> in his work. <laughs> Which hey, why, what can you do? Everybody, he gets he gets paid to do what he want to do with his money. But James Harden is actually not the leader because when push came to shove, he rolled over. Kevin Durant wanted to go championship chasing because he didn't feel like he had enough in OKC. Which I think everybody on the line can agree that he actually did. Russell Westbrook is that guy that goes to the park and says, even if we lost this game, the other team is going to leave and be like, man, but we couldn't hold Westbrook. That <laughs> yeah. dude put it he on us. us up. He let us up. He gave us 55 tonight. They only scored 62, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he gave us enough. So what's your take on that? Westbrook is that dude that you don't want to play with all the time, but you never <laughs> want to play. Wow. You don't want to play against him because he's going to give you the business, and if he loses – you're going to feel it because he's going to put a pounding on you. And he, I love Westbrook because he's going to take up. Just with the whole Stephen Adams thing, he said, you know what? Put it on me. I had a bad game. I lost. We ain't never heard KD or James Harden say none of that. No. And none of them want to play with a dude like Westbrook. Why? Because Westbrook is strong beast and he's going to let them dudes know. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, like he, he let them all know. Yeah, he, he let them like, all know. know. When they played against each other. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. You got a better squad than me, but guess what? I'm, I'm at you. I'm, I'm on your head. Now. And none of the dudes wanted to go at that. He wanted to go at Westbrook either. No, but because I don't think he's giving you the, you know, the studio gangster work. I think that if, if, if the fight <laughs> breaks out, Russell Westbrook's actually going to fight. He's going to, you know, because he's oh. fighting for the game off the top. Now, I, I want to speak on one more thing while we got you on the line. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like at this point, what we're trying to figure out is is who's going to get hurt between now and the finals to find out if the Golden State Warriors and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be playing full staffed, basically. KD, you think it's KD? Yes, sir. He had the strain in that previous series. He's looking for a way out. You think, wow. You, go, <laughs> you went hard to bank. I'm not you going that hard. He's not looking for a way out. want to get on the court. I don't think he's looking for a way out. I got to call a foul on you right there. That's too far. No foul, no intention, no, no, no. He looks for a way out of OKC. He looks for, he, he doesn't want to take the last shot. That's looking for a way out. He's looking for somebody to take charge. If well, they're not winning, oh, my calf is strained. Oh, this, man, go get a brush. Call your brush your hair a little bit. <laughs> why you gotta, gotta make it work? personal, bro? Yeah. Now, why, why, you why you gotta bring up the brothers' ways or lack thereof? You got to be switching teams like that and join forces with the with the with the light skin crew. I don't like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Brother, I get the feeling that you may be of the dark skin chocolate complexion. <laughs> 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 
And hey, what, but you know what? If he's finding trying to find his way out, he helps them when he's not there. He helps that team if he's not on the on the a court. A lot of the they play very well without him. It shot like they get that's when Clay Thompson back comes together. back. You know, that's and Clay is that guy that man. He shoots you in the game. That guy, he's he's a big reason they won that series against OKC last year, down three one. All right, next victim. I appreciate you. Always happy to have you in the Ozone, and uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Just don't step on my ankle on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, always good contributions on the ozone. It's a very interesting situation. I mean, I I just wanted to tap into that other point, which is really Pop put the game together. Unfortunately, you great know, game guys get hurt. Great game plan and great execution. Yes, uh, they're disciplined. Except for, except for. I have to say, Manager Nobly gave me tremendous work for yeah. the 39-year-old. He gave me great savvy, savvy work. KG veteran. Except for on that last series where Steph shoots a three and Manu watches. All of a sudden, he became a spectator. Right. He was on. He damn near was taking some, some sips of Mike Brown's water. He was on the Golden State bench watching, which allowed an offensive rebound to go back to Steph. They kick it over to KD, who bricks a three. Once again, Manu is not where he's supposed to be, (laughs) which allows the ball to kick back to Steph to hit the three, three possessions for one. Exactly. And instead of the Spurs being up by two with the ball, with the chance of going up by two possessions, they then in turn were down by three. That was a huge swing. It was was a huge swing at the end of that game. And I mean, you can't be mad at the Warriors. You can't be mad at Steph Curry and everything. They played hard. They turned it on when they needed to turn it on. But I needed that board. It was unbelievable. Just board one board. And it just made me think of that Ray Allen shot when they didn't get that board that cost them that championship against the Heat. Yeah. One rebound. So one rebound. Is. And Tim Duncan was on the bench for some reason. But I digress. So, I, you know, I want to talk about just a, a real quick statement, something else I looked at with Pop putting together the great game plan because I really do think that he was just working on some stuff and realized that the Rockets were a B version of the Golden State Warriors. Right. Mike D'Antoni never wins anything. I've said that forever. I agree. I'm not. I'm not fighting it's, it. It's fun to look at. It never wins. It's been going on for years. Somebody's going to reinvent the wheel for him because maybe one of his proteges or an ex-player or something. They're going to finally start coaching and figure out how to win. But I feel like the way that you win with his his little scheme or his little stick is to play defense. Why has it got to be little? <laughs> I mean, I see your little stick, your little, yeah. your little skin. Because it doesn't win. See your little it's punk, little skin. Uh, Go ahead. You got your little James Harden dropping 55 <laughs> and 17. I see your little stick. It doesn't win. That's why it's little. And this is and this is my point. This is the perfect – Mike D'Antoni is the perfect example of a guy that gets employed in the United States because of the American way. It's shiny on the outside. It never actually gets to where it needs to go and progresses. <laughs> no substance. And yet people love it and they keep hiring him. It's just unbelievable to me because when you look at the situation, you're you're watching a guy who has not been without a job for the past 15 years or so who has never gotten – I don't even know if he's gotten to the conference finals, let alone, so. let alone won the conference finals. Right. Maybe with that Phoenix squad, they got to the conference finals once, but he never wins. It doesn't work. You gotta play some kind of defense to win games in the NBA. The flash and dash. You watching James Harden? We we literally sat on the court and watched him. Ole, 
I mean, Ole play after play with no interest in defense, with no interest whatsoever. In defense. So if I'm the coach and I see that guy playing like that, what should I say to him? I know he's the bonus baby, but should I say, hey, James, man, you need to D up. At some point. At some point. Box somebody out. Please. But that's not the part. Of, but you can't even be mad at James because that's not part of the scheme. Because, obviously, he doesn't care. You know what I mean? The coaches don't care. Yeah, because what did he say? He wants them to shoot how many threes a game? Something 30, crazy. 50, yeah. something, something some stupid. Like 50 a yeah, game or some, some crazy number that didn't work. Um, and then now, and I look at that, and I think about it about, it was it's a trip because it just made my mind run. You know, they just had that presidential election in France. Mm-hmm. They said 74% of the French population voted, which was the lowest turnout in the last, wow. like, 60 years. Do you know that if 74% of the people voted in the United States, it would be the highest turnout we ever had ever? Right. 74% of the eligible population to vote. Think about that. This is, this is, and I'm blaming it all on Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but this is, this is like, it, this is something, and I, and listen, guys, you guys know me. I'm proud to be an American. Yet at the same time, we got a lot we got to work on. This is a serious thing going on here. It's a trip. I mean, Mike D'Antoni doesn't win. Why do we keep hiring him? Because people keep watching. Don't watch it. No, you got to watch. That's the crazy thing about that it. That accident. Who do you got tonight, Wizards or Celtics? Doesn't even matter. I, that's not the question. Okay. Um, coin toss. Bling. I'll take the Celtics. Air coin for the Celtics. Now, I would I, I lean towards the Celtics as well, and I would go as far as to say 90%, 10% Celtics if the NBA played the games in a reasonable amount of time. John Wall hit that amazing three at the end of the game on Friday night. We're on Monday now. It's an hour flight between D.C. and Boston. It's a momentum killer. And and I don't think it's a momentum killer. I think, you know, when you win those kind of emotional games like that, usually you're so spent that you can't win the next game. No legs. I think that they've had plenty of time to rest up. And I want to show uh, a little clip. You guys can audio a little clip of what John Wall said. Um, just want to say the shot I hit the night was crazy, unbelievable. I couldn't have did it without the amazing fans there. Um, my great teammates and coaching staff. Guys stepping up, playing big for us. Uh, Bradley Bill hit one of the biggest shots of the game is the three. And all the other big shots he hit throughout the fourth quarter to keep us in it. Um, just happy I had the opportunity to be a clutch player, get the ball in a situation where it was drew enough for Brad. Play didn't work. They denied him. I had to just get open. Shot I worked on all the time. I'm just glad I was able to knock it down. See y'all boys tomorrow. They're ready to watch game seven, but uh, that's probably one of the best shots I ever made in my life. And I got a lot of basketball left, but uh, I'll see y'all down the road. Peace. Man, that's all right. I like that's good that, for that a lot. Kid, man. It is good for him because you know what? He's super underrated in my opinion. Even though it was bad defense. I don't think that was bad defense on I, that play. They needed a three to win and a two to tie. Why would you give up the three? He didn't give up the three. He was in them. It wasn't like he was. No, nah, man, you're, you, you in go him. hard. On, get the foul call. That's a, That can't roll. Either way it goes, it was an incredible shot. And John Wall sounded spent on that uninterrupted yeah. clip. He, sound, he sounded wiped, and that was like a, two days after. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. I think that we're going to see a great matchup at the point no matter who it is that wins. I would love to see Kyrie Irving against John Wall. 
because John Wall's big. He's a bigger point guard. Right. And I think he's going to be able to be effective in that way. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is just a stud, so he's got all kind of heart, and I think that'll be good. But I, I actually really think that the, the Wizards match up better with the Cavs. I, I think they'll give them a better series than the Celtics would. I just think that the Cavs have a better bench, and that's going to be the difference with that. I mean, so, there's nobody that's even – Close to being equal with LeBron James. Yeah, they got that guy. Yeah. And I think that he makes a difference in the series. Um, and, I, you know, again, I think we're both in uh, agreement that. You Sacrificial know, lamb? I think there might be one game. Maybe there could be a one-game loss. Maybe maybe we're looking at 4-1. But, uh, but you never know. You know, you have to see how they play out. Again, the NBA wants the drama. Don't be surprised if somebody gets, uh, you know, Technical suspended thrown out and, and thrown out. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be surprised. You never know what the NBA will pull out. They pull out all the stops, folks. Well, they say actually that that play that Jaja did is actually supposed to be a technical foul. Oh, really? Yeah. Just read that earlier. Well, I'm going to tell you what is not a technical foul. And what is that? Is my monthly package from the 5-4 Club. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that for $65 a month, you can get a package of tailored clothes delivered to your doorstep that's worth more than $200? You'll find out if you go to 5-4Club.com right now, use promo code OMAR, and begin your spring and summer in a very fashionable and lovely way. 5-4 Club, life and style. So, I want to move on. I just read some breaking news that was terrible. Which is? Roger Federer just pulled out of the French Open. How do you like that? I don't like that. Ah, I don't I know like if you had seen that. I saw that. I saw it. You know, I'm up on my uh, I'm up on my my tennis. Very disappointed about that. But you know what? Maybe in this situation it'll help him out because what'll end up happening is is that he'll have a he'll have a rest so that he can come back strong for Wimbledon. Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be the reason behind it. Oh, really? That yeah. is that what they said? Uh, he put out a statement that's just basically trying to preserve his body. I mean, can you be mad? Yeah, I can be, actually, because this is what he's paid to do. Yeah, but for him to be paid to do it for a longer period, for you to watch the greatest tennis player of all time, he but needs a little bit more anywhere. rest. He, I, Roger Federer is not going to get injured in, in, in his private jet uh, on his way to film a Gillette commercial. Maybe he might jump on the <laughs> motorcycle with Madison Bumgarner. Oh, oh <laughs> Roger's not going to do that. You don't know. Oh, don't too know. soon. Wow. With Mad Bum. Mad bum. Yeah, I saw that. I just want to speak on that. But I, I want to move to our favorite. We're running a little long, but I'm going to give you some of our favorite action, which is the game so fine it's played on diamonds, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and the New York Mets can't keep pitchers on the roster. They can't keep anybody on the roster. I yeah, mean, but but especially the pitchers. What's going on in New York? We've been trying to figure it out for like a year now. I'm I'm actually going to talk to Jeff Wilpon about this. I know the owner of the Mets, and he's a great guy. And, great guy. And uh, and I'm going to ask him what Something's is going right. on. And if somebody ends up fired, don't blame it on me because I'm just <laughs> asking the questions here is all I'm this saying. This is ridiculous. Now, Juris Familia has a, a blood, blood clot in his shoulder. What the blood clot? Mm-hmm. Juan Testadon, and then you have then you have this situation with him on the on the what's his name? You have the situation now with him getting a surgery to end his season. Now they said that it's going to end his season. Yeah, the surgery. I I do believe. I do believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's going to end his season uh, because it could be the room the 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 route to thoracic outlet surgery if it goes yeah, the wrong you, way. You want to go that route? I don't want to go that route, and I don't think Juris does either. Now I had Juris on my fantasy squad, so I definitely don't want him to be out for the season. But the Mets now, if you look at it, the arms and elbows that they have injured are the young stud Stephen Matz. Noah Syndergaard Thor has torn his lat. Matt Harvey's come back from 
Tommy John and thoracic outlet surgery. And he's definitely not the same pitcher. Unfortunately, love Matt. I hope he gets itself together, whatever it is that's going on out there in the clubhouse. This is a contract year, I do believe. Uh, uh, is it? I think so. Um, Zach Wheeler just got back from Tommy John. Jake DeGrom from time to time has elbow stiffness or soreness, whatever it is right. that they call it. And Juris is down. Not with the king like run DMC. So what is going on? Are they putting something in the water in out at uh, in Queens or what? Something with the stretching technique or something. Something they got to change something. Yeah, this is drastic for Mets fans. This is the, drastic. Yeah, you got to get rid of the the medical staff there because it's not up to code. Obviously, something's not right. I can't imagine all of these guys are defective like this. Lucas Dude is hurt. David Wright is hurt. Yoannis Cespedes is hurt. Yoannis Cespedes rather is hurt. Um, but his brother Ioannis is struggling too. <laughs> I saw him out in the parking lot. <laughs> what he, was he doing? He had pulled his hammy. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was down on a pickup game. You see what happened? No, and uh, just just like wow, what is going on? And they continue to put up runs, which to me is very impressive. You got the kid Conforto, who seems like he's really coming into his own. But that was them who stopped him in the first place. But they not stunted him his play. growth. They, they started him weightlifting too early. They right. stunted his growth. <laughs> but then they always have this little theory about lefty on lefty. Let these guys play. I've been playing lefty on lefty my whole life, and now I get and I start playing professionally, and I can't go lefty on lefty. Can't go lefty on lefty, which then it, it puts about a stigma in the guy's mind. Right? Maybe I can't go lefty on lefty. Maybe I can't hit a lefty. As a matter of fact, I'm glad they told me that. All this time, I've been hitting lefties. I mean, Conforto went deep off of Kershaw. Yeah, that's, in the playoffs it says a lot. It says a lot. And he's been balling recently. He almost cost me my game, my fantasy game this week. I was playing against him, and he put up numbers. I got blown out. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. I got blown out. Uh, on on in in one of my leagues, I came front. Shout out to Kelly. I saw you, Kel. They got me. Um, but but talking about them, and let's. I want to I want to get your take if you can. Give me your best teams in baseball in each division and why. Well, if we're gonna go by division. You have to start with the. You know, I'm going with the Astros. The Astros are the best team in baseball. The Yankees are actually better than Boston in the East because the Yankees have a little bit more pitching and uh, you know. A little bit more pitching depth, even though Chapman went out uh, in the central. You know, what? you just skipped right over the Astros like this, just a hands down thing. Why do they, you feel like the Astros are the best team, other than having the best record in baseball? Why do you feel like they're the best team in they baseball? They don't strike out a lot. They have front line pitching. They have a decent, bu- a, above average bullpen. They cut down on the strikeouts because them young guys are striking out a lot the yeah, last two years while they were develop. building that team. Yeah, and they're starting to develop. But then you talk about you have a closer, although he's. On the roller coaster, I, I think, I'm not sold on, on Giles. Yeah, I was like about that. to say, I think Ken Giles, I can't I can't put my stamp of approval on him just but yet. Then they have a couple of kids down there though that throws straight fuzz, cheese, man, throw hundred miles an hour, and then they have Davinsky. I think he leads the major leagues in strikeouts. So you can he always blew a save yesterday. Yeah, but you can always plug and play guys like that so you don't have to depend on Giles. And they and they put the ball out the park. You yeah. have speed and power. And youth. Yeah, come on. And man. some veterans now. Yeah, and they some mixed veterans. in uh, B Mac and Beltran. Yeah. Now I wonder how long it'll be before one of those guys get hurt. I don't know. Huh. So continue on. Okay, so where do we have? We're in the central. I I would go with Cleveland. Just you think Cleveland is I'm going with the twins in the central. They're just because they're too young and they don't I I'm not sold on Paul Molitor like there. I have to go with Tito Francona. Tito Francona is a better coach than Paul yeah. Molitor. I and would actually say the Royals point. are starting to wake up. The Royals are starting to wake up. They're a problem. And they gave it to the Orioles this week. Yes, that's big. Cost me a couple bucks. I didn't appreciate that. They swept them. <laughs> swept them. Yeah. 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 Now, when you jump to the National League, I'm going with the Rockies. The Rockies have been my sleeper pick because they actually have pitching now. 
and they actually can shut you down in Colorado. They ran it to the Dodgers this weekend, but they put it on your Urias yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so the the um the Rockies are real. They have pitching. They have youth. The bullpen is what I'm worried about. With the with bullpen the is real. The bullpen is real. The closers are real. They have that bridge that you need now, though. What is, it's usually five and dive. The pitcher's going five or six innings. But they're literally getting a little bit more than that out of their starters. So when you talk about uh, what's the lefty over there that they have? Senzala? No, Jake or, McGee. Oh, the, oh yeah. you're talking about in the pen. Uh-huh. Then you have Holland. And uh, they have that other kid. <laughs> then you have Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys like to give him a LeVar ball like, every now and then. <laughs> then you got Holland. <laughs> then you got Big Baller Brand for Zo Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you're talking about, you know, that's a nice little bridge right there. And then where do we have? In the central of the National League, that's the toughest division because the Cubs aren't what they're supposed to be, and I don't think they're going to recover. The Cardinals always have a good team. They're just a great organization. Yeah, I, I would go with the Cardinals, especially if they bring up some of those young kids that they have to pitch for them because Wainwright changes, you know, starting to pick it up a little bit. Wainwright dealt yesterday. Yeah, he dealt yesterday. And then in the East, the Mets are putting up runs, but Washington is real. You got Washington looks like they want to go to the World Series. Yeah, Bryce Harper is swinging the stick. I don't know why he signed that extension. No, that's what I was going to talk to you about. Now, what do you feel about that extension that he signed? He's he signed for twenty one point sixty five, and they said it was just a, a gesture of good faith from the organization to say, hey, listen, they did this last year too. By the way, yeah. last year they, they went and last year they they gave him an eight million dollar raise. There's eight or nine million dollar raise this year. I just want to know. What is the trepidation? You know he's going to break the bank. Right. Give Bryce his $250 million deal or whatever it. it is and just get in, just keep it moving. Because that's good money. Because maybe five or six years from now, there's no telling how much these guys are going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you get him on the cheap. Sign him long term. But they look good. Uh, I think. They have sticks. Yeah. Ryan Zimmerman has they like, need been to reborn. get that lights out closer, in my opinion. They're struggling with that closer. And they were talking about trying to do a trade with uh, the Royals to get Herrera. Really? Yeah. I would like that because I have Herrera on my fantasy team. Yeah, I do team. too. And also <laughs> snuck in and stole batances from everybody while they were asleep. I saw that. <laughs> I got Deline myself. But Deline. I'm going to say this. Deline came in yesterday, non-save situation against the Astros, when the Astros uh, crapped in the cornflakes of the Yankees on Derek Jeter Day. And he didn't look as dominant as he normally looks despite throwing 102 miles per hour. And I feel like even watching him warm up, you could just see – especially now that he's the closer with Chapman going down, you could see the saltiness about this whole arbitration scenario still painted all across his forehead. Yeah, and I had a, a big Twitter beef with somebody about that because they were telling me that it really wasn't that big of a deal because they got him under control, I think, until 2019 or 2020 or something like that. But why would you want to rub that kid the wrong way? I just don't get it. He could be one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball, uh, the closers. He's a great closer. He could be a great closer. But you got to give the guy confidence. You can't just act like he's he, he's not above average. I mean, he's I mean, they ran him down in the arbitration hearing. They ran and him this down. Is, and this is, and what, this is what the Nationals wanted to avoid with Bryce Harper. Because apparently all of the arbitration hearings are like that. They just run you down. Right. And then they make you pay on the back end if they stay with the squad. Because nobody wants to get ran down. I don't want to get ran down. I'm going to I put up these monster well, numbers. Well, I'm here to tell you. you you're hosting on, on the Ozone. <laughs> don't is, run is me down. Subpar. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> you but know, yeah. you can't do that. Well, you can, but they'll make you pay. Yeah, it, just, it seems like it really sours guys against the organization as opposed to them wanting to be, you know, a part of the organization. Yeah, but what about his strikeout-to-walk ratio? That outrageous. Is like through the roof. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. 
I mean, that those are like crazy numbers he had last year with the strikeouts to walks and to innings. Yeah. And now who do you got with the American League? Uh, who, do, who do you got the uh, on the American League West? Oh, American League West? Um, that's Astro, Astros. Oh, the Astros are playing in the West. I'm yeah. saying they're in the Central. You're no, right. No, you're right. You're that's right. Astros. That's some Strohs. That's them Strohs. Some Stroh brothers. Stroh <laughs> brother number one. What's up, Stroh brother? All right, you got it. No, if I had your hand, I cut mine off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, baseball's tricky right now. And we saw what's happening with the rule changes, which are that 10 day DL? Not even the 10 day DL. But I, I want to talk about a few rule changes now, and that may not even be changes. This week, the Twins brought up Jose Berrios, who dealt in the dealt. in the World Baseball Classic and then came out and dealt on the Indians. He seems like one of these guys that the organization purposely doesn't bring up so that they can pay them less. Right. And they know that. And the players know that. Yeah. Just like Chris Bryant had beef and George Springer. George Springer was like, well, don't bring me up. Yeah. And he, they said, okay, well, we'll, we'll pay you. <laughs> you know, but it's unfortunate that you have to – you know, put the put your thumb to their neck to make them pay you because you know that these guys, if you sign them long term, they'll stay with the squad. They sure will because they, they love, love the game. the game. They love playing. The they game. love the game. And this is the thing about like I'm I'm looking in Detroit. This kid Justin Wilson is closing in Detroit now. If he's available in your league, go pick him up. There's no reason for Frankie Rodriguez to break camp as the team's closer with that None kid at, at all in the bullpen. None at all. And now it's a classic baseball scenario where they want to pay homage to a guy that's given the league something as if his but he didn't salary, give them anything as if his salary didn't pay homage to his right. <laughs> he was they compensated for his work yes and now he's blown five saves so far this year something like that zra is probably 200 those <laughs> those are gonna be those games are gonna be important at the end of the day they're gonna be very very important especially in that central come on dude it's a tight division yeah, it's a tight division especially if the royals wake up Man, I, I just I don't understand that that in baseball because now you're suppressing the kids. You don't want to pay them, but you want to pay guys who have made hundreds of millions of dollars and who have given service. I'm all for paying respect. I get that. Right. I, I get it. I actually completely understand that. But you got to do what's best for the team. And in this case, in the, with the Tigers, they they're not do doing what's right. best for the no. community. No, but that could be Brad Osmus. It could be. It has to be Brad Osmus because he's the coach. He's the one that says that this dude is my closer. <laughs> yeah, I don't need him to be my closer. Yeah, they say, "Hey, Frankie, Frankie should have said, you know what? I'm stinking to join up. I I, I got to do better. I got to do better. Or and, I and the step team down. can do better. Yeah. And now I want to see. I want to read at least what John Lester said this weekend on the slide rule. I don't know if uh, if we got audio or if it's just a quote, but you saw what happened. I'm over it. I'm over it. I mean, there was nothing malicious about that slide. He slid three inches past the bag, and we got a double play. I'm over the rule. The rule was meant to be for guys doing dirty slides, sliding late, taking guys out. There was nothing wrong with that slide whatsoever, and we got a double play for it. Cost us a run. You know, I mean, it's. I'm over it. This game was was meant to be played a certain way. There was nothing wrong with that slide that Hap did. Um, I told him in the dugout, I said, next time you do the exact same thing. That's baseball, man. You're, you, we're, we're out there playing with a bunch of panties right now. I mean, I'm over I'm over this, this damn slide rule. and We're replaying if it was too far and all this other BS, man. I'm just... 
we're all men out there. We're grown men. These guys have turned up the place their entire lives. They know how to get out of that, get the hell out of the way. There's nothing malicious about it, and we got two outs for some reason. So, so based on your discussions with other players too, would you feel like a large percentage feel exactly like you do, regardless of their infielders, pitchers, or whatever? I mean, Dustin Madroy got taken out, and he said he's been centered the best level play in for 11 years. So, I mean, I, I just – it is the way it is. I mean, I just – I feel like that's the way baseball should be played. They're, they're I am 100% in agreement with John Lester. Me too, but wait until next year where your boy has the absolute power to change the rules as he sees fit. And it's really going to be ugly. Yeah, the commissioner should not have that kind of power. So they're going to have to change that in the CBA because that's not cool, man. You're changing the game. You change the game at the plate with Buster because Buster Posey got hurt. Well, Buster Posey knows where he's supposed to be when on a on a play at the plate. Come on, man. You and know, now let's hear what Joe Madden had to say about it as you keep going. Uh, you know, office created rules because I'm not into those things as you guys well know uh, about reaching the bag when you're sliding on dirt and you have momentum. You just keep going. I'm sorry, you just keep going. And there was no malicious intent there whatsoever. So I don't think it breaks the intent of injury. There's nothing to do with injury. The rule does not belong in the game. It's very, and I'm not blaming the umpires. The umpires do a great job. Mike did what he had to do. And I told him that. I said, no, you did what you had to do, but I cannot disagree more with the spirit of this rule under the umbrella of preventing injury. And if you just uh, roll back the, the tape a little bit, Dexter, good slide into second base, great slide where he upended Tommy. But that was much more egregiously dangerous than, than Happer's slide, and we get called out at first base. So there's a, there's a tremendous disconnect there, and I think in my whole life, and I think in general, I think we have a tendency to micromanage stuff that we have no business attempting to do. That and the play at the plate while I'm at it. The play at the plate also under the umbrella of protectionism where the other day Coughlin here jumped over the catcher's head in an attempt to avoid a collision and almost broke his neck. So don't don't give me all this protectionism um, injury stuff because I'm not buying into it. I, I think it's uh, it's wrong. Uh, I think it's tough for the umpires um, to have them enforce rules, which they know it's not part of the game. They know that, that the game was not intended to be um, uh, manipulated in a sense where you lose based on a fabrication where we could have scored a run there, made the game entirely different, but we're out where there's no play at first base whatsoever. None. So don't tell me that's protectionism. Don't tell me a middle infielder was protected. And don't tell me a middle infielder was in danger right there. None of that holds up. So I'd like to see that rule ejected. I'd like to see the rule at the plate ejected. They have no place in our game. I completely agree. I mean, I completely agree. You've been trained and taught to play this game that way ever since Little League, and now you're, you're supposed to stop doing it? How, are, how in the world are you going to stop sliding past the bag and the, and the infielder keeps the ball on you, the glove on you as you slide over the bag and then calls you out? How am I going to stop? It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It, it's not and then the possible. Catcher, if you've played the game, you understand how impossible it is to exactly measure your slide to stop exactly on the base. Every situation is different. So you're talking about a catcher blocking the plate? That That's your punishment for blocking the plate. I need to get to the back. So you're, you're supposed to give this guy a clear lane to score. Well, the reason why we have defense is that we want to stop the guy from scoring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so why am I going to Olay it and let him score? Yeah. And, but then you have to Olay it. I got the answer. What is it? Mike D'Ancone is going to coach in the major <laughs> leagues. No defense, all offensive league. It'll probably go through the roof nowadays. That's the way everybody likes it. Soft everywhere. It's Keeps really everything soft. pillows. 
Yeah, it's it's unbelievable to me. I mean, you know, they they enact the slide rule after Chase Udley. I know Chase Udley did it to us. And but the thing is, is low key, I wasn't even mad at Chase Udley's slide. His slide was a little dirty. It was a little it dirty. But 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 your boy played pretty out there with the spin move and everything. And you didn't play the fundamentals you didn't the, play right the, game the right no way. No game you makes pay. you play. No game makes you pay like the game of baseball. If yes. You don't do things the right way. And you got your no leg game. broke. And you got your leg broke. You happy? Yeah. You now got your next leg broke? time, do your little curl hop and get out of the way. Bounce off the bag, cross the bag, because now not only did we lose that, now we've lost a neighborhood call too. So now guys actually are in harm's way exactly. because yeah. they have to stay on the base exactly. for too long. Because the neighborhood call saves the, the infielders. It saves lives. Yeah. Infielders' lives matter. They do. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. With George Soros. <laughs> and so, yeah, th- I, I agree. You know, it's it's a uh, and you're watering the game down just like with the Brady rule, with the you know tackling the quarterback below his knees. You're watering the game down. So so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to let Tom Brady get the pass off. Yeah, yeah, because you know why? Because if Tom Brady can get the pass off, that means that there's chances are there'll be more points, which means that people will tune in. It means it's just straight corporate and they're bringing the game down. They need to start a purist league with <laughs> no holes barred. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fastballs to the head, everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, the situation is out of hand because, really, if you look at it, the 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 Chase Utley rule resulted in a series of changes immediately. It did, which should have really they should have just, hey man, if that's the case, suspend Chase. Right. If that's he's about if, to if, go, get out the game anyway. No, but suspend him for for a few games or something like that. If that's how you felt about it, you're doing something physical. And in that, there's a chance that you're going to get hurt. You're being well compensated to take that chance. Now, I would and like, what I'll tell you is, is I take that chance daily, weekly for my entire right. life without compensation just because I want to compete. Look at Mad Bum. He got hurt riding a motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, you can get hurt, period, any, doing anything, anywhere. But if you get hurt on the field. He was actually turning a double play on that motorcycle. <laughs> That's how. That's against the rules. <laughs> Against the rules, sir. <laughs> got her. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, but if you get hurt playing on the field, then you you got hurt. I mean, you accept that as a player. You're like, wow, I was playing. You know, I turned it. He got me. You know, I, I it was a bad feed or whatever it was. But changing the rules to make me more safe, I'm I'll pass. So it's not, and it's not really more safe. Yeah, uh, that sounds like what Coach Madden was saying, yeah. and I agree with him. Dude diving on his head trying to get over the catcher. Come on, man. You're you're more focused on the flag, yeah, or uh, than you are on the actual or play. the review or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Because this was a clean double play that the, that the Cubs turned, well, so and, that, and that cost them the game. Low key, yeah. that cost that really cost him. But his whole Manny Machado thing was a clean slide at second base. That was as well. a clean slide. Now he's got to get hit twenty times. The Throwing bunch of people head. got it. Yeah, a bunch of people got hit, and the whole thing got overblown because you changed the rules of the game. Now has Rob Manfred ever played baseball? I don't know, and I and I, you know what? I don't necessarily. I'm not even necessarily against his reign as the baseball's commissioner. Well, I am. If he's going to change the rules, I'm against it. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't. I I think he's done some positives. But what this this like speeding up the game, those rules and all this stuff that doesn't do anything. Four and four fingers up. Four Come fingers on, man. doesn't do anything. And I tell you what, you really want to ruin the game? Go ahead and move forward with this nonsense about uh, starting extra innings with a runner on second base yeah. and blah blah blah. This is just don't go to the game if you don't want to watch. If baseball. you don't like baseball, you just don't like baseball. It's really simple. There's other stuff for you to do. Oh, man, they're putting up four fingers now. I think I'm going to the game. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Baseball just went from a three-hour game to a two-hour and 58-minute game. I'm in. Those two oh, minutes man. are so valuable. Yeah, man, just keep pushing your $20 beers and everything else and keep it pushing. 
I just, you know, baseball is one of those things that it's institutional. You like to believe that it's something that's not going to change, you know, that it's something that you can count on, that if you got 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 caught up in the time uh, chamber and you woke up, you could still go to a baseball game and right. you would and still be like, ah. still see the same thing. At least, these, wow, this new kid's a stud. Who's that guy? Right. You know what I mean? But it's still the same game, and the game is changing a lot. I'm not necessarily for it. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing off the top except for your boy Cromartie. I mean, it's your boy, Cromarty. Actually, <laughs> and, a lot of- <laughs> and, and, and Antonio, I played hoops against him a couple of times. He's a cool dude, man. And he, uh, man, does he shoot him straight? Antonio Cromarty. shooter, huh? 14. He's, his wife is pregnant with his 14th child. That is awesome. He was in the word of God, and he took that be fruitful and multiply yeah, verse filling his quiver. to the heart. <laughs> he filled his quiver <laughs> and, completely. And the Lord let his cup run us over, brother. <laughs> and and uh, wow, that, that's uh Good for you, man. You got a lot of Mother's Days to celebrate. Yeah. And uh, I want to I wanna congratulate my boy Asmir on winning the Premier League Championship with Chelsea FC out oh. in London, mate. They beat, uh, they beat West Brom one to nothing, and now they are ready for a parade. So if you're listening to us from across the pond, I know Asmir tunes in. Just want to give you love, man. Thank you. And uh, thanks for bringing home that dub. We're going to claim it on the Ozone. Mm-hmm. Way to go. I was there last year, and uh, the team was not in the best of positions. And this year, you guys got the job done. That's great. Um, parade coming up soon in London. Handle your business. And, uh, yeah, you got anything else? No, that's it for me. That's it for me, too. Hey, guys, welcome Uninterrupted, and welcome us to Uninterrupted. We hope you've enjoyed us on the Ozone. Uh, stay with us. This is the Ozone, unfair and partial sports podcast. This is what we have for you. It's a conversation amongst brothers that you are privy to. want to leave you like we always do with a quote. Today we're going to go with a wisdom quote from the old Detroiter Henry Ford. Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goal. Stay focused, folks. I am Omar Miller, your host, and this is The Ozone. Ozone. Here's a chance to dance our way Out of our constriction Call the beat freaking up and down The hang-up alleyway With a groove I only got We shall all be moved Ready or not.